Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. We've got a loaded show for you guys today coming off of the 4th of July holiday, which we're going to kind of lead off, I guess, with with some of the bad news that that dropped from that uh, 4th of July um, on the recruiting front for SMU. But first, I've got to tell you guys about a brand new partnership that I am beyond excited about uh, for uh, you guys at OnThePonyExpress.com. And that is with my friends at Big Game USA, uh, the official ball maker for the SMU Mustangs. You can check out their game balls across plenty of colleges on BigGameUSA.com. But if you want the official one that Preston Stone designed himself with BigGameUSA.com, go to BigGameUSA.com. They're right here in Addison. And use promo code BEON3 for 10% off your order plus free shipping. So you get pretty much 15 bucks off that ball plus free shipping, which is a pretty good deal. Um, so go to biggameusa.com, scroll through the balls that they have on the website, and you can you know get a great gift for preseason for your favorite fan uh, of some of the colleges they have available. I mean, these are handmade. I was in the factory today. Um, you can see the triple D with the pony right there. Um, and obviously the SMU colors right in there. Uh, and the funny thing about this, uh, in a sense, is you've got all these quarterbacks from around the country, right? Um, I didn't get the privilege uh, to do this when I was coming through SMU. But Preston Stone, some of the other top quarterbacks nationally, um, I was even in there. And uh, Joe Burrow, uh, LSU's quarterback from the 2019 team um, and, and one of the best in the NFL right now, he was in there at Big Game USA putting together the football he wanted to use for that 2019 season. So Preston Stone, for example, doesn't like to have little laces right here where my where my uh, pointer finger is. Uh, and you've got all these different balls in there for high schools, colleges that are being churned out right now. Um, and they all have their little differences on there. Some, some quarterbacks like to have little laces all the way around. You've got different laces up here. You've got different... Uh, leather that they use, but they're all handcrafted and they're legit. I mean, these are the ones that when I'm out at SMU football practice, you see get thrown around by Preston Stone, Kevin Jennings, um, Alex Padilla, Keldrick Luster now, um, all those guys that are on the SMU roster. These are the ones. Um, so you can buy them for $150 and pay for shipping, or you can go to biggameusa.com and use promo code BEON3 for 10% off your order plus free shipping. So check them out. Um, I'll post the information for biggameusa.com in uh, the 
description of the video as well um, for both YouTube and uh, wherever you listen to it on your uh, you know phone if you're a podcast listener versus YouTube. But yeah, this is a real thing. So we're looking forward to our new partnership with Big Game USA. A lot of people I talked to didn't know you could buy those balls. So uh, check out Big Game USA. Uh, we appreciate them uh, becoming a sponsor of the On the Pony Express podcast. And we're planning some big things in the future with Big Game. So uh, just finalize that today. Excited to have Big Game USA, uh, a local organization and, and company uh, in Addison, on board with OnThePonyExpress.com. On the recruiting front, SMU did get some bad news. Uh, we talked about Speedy Nettles, the Dallas Christian defensive back, uh, who was really down to SMU and Purdue. Well, on the 4th of July, he ended up making his decision and committing to the Boilermakers, uh, going to play for Sam Carter, who had that longstanding relationship with him dating back to his days in the SEC as an assistant. Kevin Kane, former SMU defensive coordinator, is up there. Joe Deneen, uh, who's on SMU staff. Uh, Nettles becomes the fourth commitment for Purdue from the state of Texas, and they've gotten some big ones as of late. So, I mean, this is this is a tough blow for SMU. Uh, this is a guy they spent a lot of time recruiting. Uh, SMU was the first offer, and it was just one of those things where I feel like they – Sometimes you've been recruiting a player for so long that you don't get that storybook ending. You were first to offer. You had him on campus a ton. And maybe it was a power five thing. I think it had something to do with his relationship with Sam Carter. Just seemed like wherever he went, they had a great thing going. And that maybe won out a little bit. But I think SMU is, is going to be okay. I, I think Speedy Nettles is a good player, a good prospect. And who knows, maybe he finds his way back to SMU through the transfer portal at some point. But if you look at the cornerback room that Ricky Hunley has put together and transformed, and you can look ahead, you can look at this season and see Chris Meganson, Charles Woods uh, stepping in. But you can also look beyond this season to when the 2024 class will be there. And you can see you've got a guy coming in in Alexander Rogers out of Cedar Hill, who's going to be a nickel. SMU doesn't have a true corner, outside corner, in my opinion, uh, that is coming in the 2024 class, of course. So maybe they look for that this fall. But what we know they can do is go through the transfer portal. And they've gotten Jalen Davis Robinson. They've gotten Keyshawn Mills, Kyron Chambers. They signed A.J. Davis out of uh, Dallas Skyline just a year ago and brought him in. And now he's knocking on the door of being a contributor um, in the two deep in year two on campus and played a good bit down the stretch as a freshman. So Ricky Hunley has done a great job reshaping that cornerback room. And you have the pieces of the future on board already. Now what you need to do is you need to assess whether some of your guys on the board are, are ones you're going to continue to kind of recruit. And there's a long way to signing day. Maybe Ricky Hunley can, get things uh, back onto the side of SMU. But yeah, that was a tough piece of news, as well as DeKaius Brinkley, the four-star edge from uh, Katy, Texas, committing to Kansas. Remember, SMU hosted him on campus for that last official visit. Two top targets end up going elsewhere. But look, guys, all hope is not lost. Um, if you're an OnThePonyExpress.com subscriber, I laid out why SMU is still positioned well for some of its top targets. Um, and able to address those needs still. 
when it comes to this 2024 recruiting class, especially at the edge position. Uh, dropped a note in there on uh, one of the top targets for the Mustangs that is still very much in play. And so fireworks were not to be had for SMU on the 4th of July. But one prospect I still think is in position for SMU uh, to get is four-star Duncanville defensive back, Kadavian Dotson-Walker. I think it's only a matter of time. There are some other prospects in that piece. Again, $10 for a month, uh, per month to join on theponyexpress.com, or you can subscribe to our members-only YouTube uh, channel. And uh, for $3 a month, we talk about that pretty freely on there. Um SMU is going to be in position to really make statements down the stretch in this recruiting class, especially going into these prospect senior seasons. I think by the end of the summer, SMU can still be in double-digit commitments and sitting pretty for a very high-quality class, even if it's a class that does sit around that 10-prospect range. Um, and then they can address needs in the, at a position like corner where you lose two um, after this season, and you want to bring in two, um, like Alexander Rogers, and then somebody else, maybe through the transfer portal, like they did this year, to really address needs. Uh, so those are going to be things to watch now. As you know, recruiting is fluid. That's one of those things that we talk about a lot. Is um, you've got to adjust, and you've got to be able to uh, put yourself in different positions with different players and prospects to get them um, on board, and 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 to not see a drop-off in your recruiting because you miss on a target. Um, so tough news for SMU on the 4th of July, but good that good things are still to come for the Mustangs, in my opinion, on the recruiting trail. Now, if you're watching this video, you're wondering, well, I thought this was about breakout players. And it is. We're going to talk about some of the breakout players that I think SMU is going to have this season uh, because it is July now. And without much new recruiting news um, to now talk about and break down as far as commitments go. We got the Zach Smith one up there for you guys. Um, we talked with Josh McQuistian from Sooner Scoop about the Sooners. Well, now it's time to turn our attention a little bit more to the Mustangs. And I want to lead off with my breakout players uh, for SMU in the 2023 season. I'm picking number one on my list, and this is kind of an interesting pick in a sense, is Jake Bailey. Uh, the former Rice wide receiver, uh, I think he's poised to have a huge breakout season for SMU. He started all four games he played in before getting lost to injury. Remember that shoulder injury um, that messed him up? He sat out the spring, didn't do anything, um, but he's out there running around looking good to go. And you look at the, the games that he had an impact in, Maryland. Um, I thought that was a big game for him. I think that was where he got nicked up along the sidelines. Maybe it was Jordan Curley, but but um, had four receptions, 42 yards. That was one of the games that I think Jordan Curley went off. Um, and that is one of the reasons why um, I think Jake Bailey is going to be a breakout player in the slot for SMU. Um, he just has that ability to make big plays. He's got got the speed. And one thing that I think is going to be slept on with uh, Jake Bailey this year is his ability um, to connect with Preston Stone. Preston Stone and Jake Bailey have a really good rapport, even though they weren't able to work on it a lot over the course of the season because Jake Bailey did get hurt. Um, and 
I think that's something that's being slept on a little bit. And, and if you talk to a lot of people around the program, Jake Bailey is one of those guys that Preston Stone really connects with. And against TCU, he went off eight receptions, 163 yards, a touchdown. And he had 20 yards per catch on his uh, final stat sheet from that loss to TCU. And I think that is a breakout game. Now I'm ready for the breakout season when he's able to be healthy. And so I am really looking forward to seeing what Jake Bailey does this year. This is a massive year for him. He does have one more season after this. Jordan Curley is going into his last. But I do feel like um, Jake Bailey is the one out of the wide receiver group uh, at the slot position that's going to break out this fall for SMU. But I'm not done at the wide receiver position. And I think Moochie Dixon is the other SMU wide receiver that's going to have a chance to really break out. Look, everybody knows what Rasheed Rice did last year. Um, everyone knows uh, what Jordan Curley can do when he's healthy. He's just one of those guys. And now that you have Jordan Hudson and Keyshawn Smith and Romello Brinson on the roster, some people, I think, are sleeping a little bit on Moochie Dixon. But if you ask, ask around, um, you're getting a different story. I think he's a guy that has really put his head down um, and can can be the opposite receiver next to Jordan Curley, maybe be the backup to him, but play a lot. Um, but he's going to have that ability, I think, to impact the game at a high level. And the reason why is I, I just think he's continued to develop his consistency. That's something that I talk to a lot of people about, and they say this is why he's going to have this this chance this year is because towards the end of the year, he really came on just from a consistency perspective, um, you see, you saw it in spurts, but there were moments where they really liked what he was going to bring uh, to the receiver room, and it just didn't necessarily work out in different points. But I just think with more opportunities, he's going to get a chance to break out. He had 378 yards receiving on 28 receptions and three touchdowns uh, last year. 13 and a half yards per catch, not bad um, by any means. Uh, but you see games where he caught the touchdown pass against North Texas, didn't really do much, cut, you know, made a move and got it outside and scored. Um, and, and Lamar was one of was his, uh, uh, I guess, one of his better games receiving. Um, but then you look at TCU, UCF, those were two really good games where he hit the big play was 16 and 17 and a half yards per catch in those contests. And then against, um, Tulsa and Houston had a reception in each game, um, which is kind of funny in the Houston game with how many uh, just offensive, you know, how much offense pro offensive production was in that one. Um, and then Memphis, you know, two catches for 33 yards, again, 16 and a half yards per catch there. I, I think we're going to see the light, on, light come on this year. So he's a household name in a sense that a lot of people know where, know who he is. Uh, but in a receiver room where you've reshaped it now, I think he's going to have a chance to be that breakout guy. It wouldn't shock me if Moochie Dixon ended up starting opposite of Jordan Curley, quite frankly. So they've got some options on the table. They've got Jordan Hudson. They've got Keyshawn Smith. They've got Romello Brinson. But I, and Jamarian Carroll coming in as a true freshman. But I think that Moochie Dixon might be the outside receiver to break out. Now, we're not going position by position on this. Uh, we're kind of going uh, with a few guys that I think 
have a chance to break out. And these are players who have been here before, been at SMU, so they're coming back for another season. Um, I switch over to the defensive side of the ball. And one guy I am buying stock in is Isaiah Smith. And this one's going to be interesting to see how this one, this prediction pans out for me because I feel like you look at Isaiah Smith and what he brought to the table as a true freshman. He was able to get after the quarterback. He was able to affect the passer, but he was also rail thin. He, you know, didn't really get a chance to add too much weight to his frame, but he played in all 13 games. He had 10 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks as a true freshman and made an impact in some pretty critical moments. Um, I remember TCU, he didn't record a stat, but he was just able to really put pressure on the quarterback. Um, UCF, he had uh, two tackles for loss and a sack. Uh, Houston was another one, uh, as well as Tulsa. And I think as he has put on weight, which I think he's right in that 230 range now, which is pretty insane. And I don't have that backed up, but just looking at him and how much bigger he is, um, I'm picking him as one of my breakout players. And, that, and that's a pretty simple one to pick for me um, when it comes to, to SMU because, I mean, he just has that – now he has that frame to kind of hold up. And with SMU needing more pass rushers to step up, you've got Nelson Paul, you've got Jaden Jones who will be back, you got Jalen Samuels who's back, Cam Robertson just entered the fold. I'm ready for Isaiah Smith to almost surprise. Again, played in 13 games, true freshman. Also played behind a couple guys, though. I, I think he's going to be poised for big things this season. He's just done a terrific job of buying in. Um, and then I'll end on the defensive side um, with, I, I think, A.J. Davis. I think A.J. Davis has a chance to really break out this season and be that second corner, or I guess third corner for SMU. So he be the guy that is first off the bench, whether you're talking about Chris Meganson or Charles Woods. A.J. Davis has a chance to be that first guy off the bench that can really make a difference for SMU. Um, again, these are guys that aren't necessarily new to the fold. These are guys that have been around. Um, and A.J. Davis, despite being on campus only a season, just like Isaiah Smith, I think he's got the talent that we've seen, and he, he's continued to get bigger and stronger. I think after the spring, I was kind of thinking <clears throat> he would have taken a little bit bigger of a jump. But I think with what he can do in the in the summer, continue to kind of build his body up, he's going to be poised for fall camp to make some noise in a cornerback room where SMU is looking for somebody to step up behind Chris Megginson, behind Charles Woods, so you have insurance, so you feel good about rotating. Because one thing we know about SMU's cornerback room, we just haven't seen enough when it comes to guys stepping up behind players. Now Ricky Hunley has reshaped that room where there's a lot of depth, there's a lot of talent, and the hope for SMU is that they're going to see guys like A.J. Davis, maybe even a Kavaris Hall, step up in their second year on campus. You have some talent coming in. Kyron Chambers, Jalen Davis-Robinson, Keyshawn Mills, Jahari Rogers is back. They need a young guy. They need some young blood to step up. I like A.J. Davis as one of those picks um, for them to step up. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really intriguing corner room to see how the depth chart plays out overall um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to that position. But 
Uh, those are uh, a few players that I wanted to highlight when it came to true breakout players. Um, I think... Uh, a- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. A few... I wanted to name a few wild cards. And I, I think you got to start when it comes to wild cards with Kamar Wheaton. Um, look, Kamar Wheaton, we've seen him do some good things at SMU. We've seen him let his team down, uh, missing a lot of time in the spring. Uh, he wasn't fully healthy, I think, going into 2022. 10 games, three starts, 62 carries, 322 yards, and two touchdowns, seven receptions for 36 yards. After missing a good bit of time during the spring, and he is with the team, he is at summer workouts, he's doing all those things. He got nicked up here and there. Um, again, missed a couple games. It was almost always something here or there, whether he'd get nicked up, whether it'd be this or that, what you hear about him, you know, just kind of focus maybe, uh, I think is a fair word to use there. He is the biggest wild card on this team. And I don't really think it's close offensively. Um you could throw Keyshawn Smith, I think, the Miami wide receiver transfer in there as a wild card after what we saw from him during the spring. You could throw Nolan Matthews Harris, honestly, in there um, at the tight end position. But Kamar Wheaton, offensively, for sure, is the biggest wild card on this football team. Nolan Matthews Harris had a great spring. He was healthy. He looks good. Physically, he's a big body. If he can bring it in the run game, if he can bring it catching the football consistently, and staying healthy, that offense can look a lot different with a guy with his size being a true inline tight end. You can split him out here and there. He's athletic enough to do that, but you do have R.J. Maryland. The wild card of the tight end group for sure is Nolan Matthews Harris. He's got that size. Um, We saw him return um, to SMU last year to get some contributions in. Um, played in just three games, two catches, 28 yards, um, nothing to ride home about. I think that was a letdown for him. He played against TCU, UCF, and South Florida. Caught those two passes for 28 yards. I think it garbage time against UCF, if I'm remembering right. But he's somebody that standing at 6'6", 250, at least listed. I think he's a little bit more like 6'4", 6'5". But he's got the size that SMU is looking for at that inline blocking tight end position. And if they can get a little bit out of him, I think he's going to be somebody that would really kind of surprise, you know, the tight end room. All we talk about is sophomore RJ Maryland, who's got all America type potential. I mean, realistically, by the time he leaves SMU for sure, they need somebody to step up. And that guy could be Nolan Matthews Harris going into uh, 2023. He's a true wild card. Um, I'd also circle um, one more on the offensive side, and this is a fun one because you can set the expectations for players like these pretty simply. Either they could 
not pan out at all, or they can really give you something special. I think Balen Robinson is in that group. If he's healthy, he is going to be somebody that could come in and give some of these SMU offensive linemen, I think anywhere from left guard, right guard, right tackle, those three spots, he can give you a little bit of something. He can give you a big body. If you've had, let's say Justin Osborne is um, in there and healthy, if he needs a break, because again, you got to be careful with some of these guys. Um, you also have, you know, uh, Hyron White, older guy in a sense. I think he's a t- class of 2017. He also is coming off an injury, but is 100% now. You have Marcus Bryan, who's gotten nicked up here and there. So I guess maybe even left tackle, but he's been moved around enough and he's a really well liked guy on the offensive line. I think he's kind of a wild card as far as what he can give you. If SMU were to be dealt with some injuries on the offensive line, if Thalen Robinson's healthy, you're sitting in a decent spot having a guy who's been committed as committed as it gets. I mean, he never missed a practice. It seemed like he was coaching, he was involved. um, And that was pretty quick after he got to SMU. I think he got hurt. Um, He's a complete wild card in terms of what he could give you on the uh, offensive line this season. Moving over to the defensive side. I look at David Abiara as one of the wild cards because Stefan Wright would be my other pick, but you could almost call him a breakout player if he's healthy, if that makes sense. And anytime Stefan Wright is healthy, he's doing things that positively impact the defense, whether he's on a snap count limit or, or whatever, he's a, he's a force when he's in there. The wild card is if David, David Abiara puts all of his tools together and really comes along for SMU. Um, Transferred from Texas, didn't do anything at Texas, uh, played in two games with one tackle last year. He played at USF, um, and then he played against BYU. And USF, the light kind of came on in mid-November, and you thought, okay, maybe he'll play some more. Well, he didn't over the course of the end of the regular season. Then he gets in against BYU and makes a lone tackle. I think if he could be nothing again, but that would... That's what makes him a wild card. If Stefan Wright is hurt, that's why he's not producing, which is what it is. He, you almost can't count on him, but we'll, we'll see. He was healthy during uh, during summer workouts with David Abiara. He's been healthy from what it seems like. He's got to be able to turn the corner and produce because if he could come on, let's say behind an Elijah Roberts and play that strong side defensive end spot where Elijah Roberts played a lot of spring and even a little bit of Devere Levelston there, although I think Devere is starting to come a little bit more inside. That is a huge help to SMU's defense. Um, and he's got the athleticism, at least on kind of on paper, to do it. If he does that, that is a big boost for SMU's defensive end position. And it's almost like, you have enough defensive linemen for SMU to be able to rotate and and do and accomplish all the things if everybody's healthy, but having somebody who could be a wild card contributor at strong side defensive end behind an Elijah Roberts, or if you play a Devere Levelston there, kind of do some different things, 
maybe even Jaden Jones, I guess. That changes a lot of things for SMU. So he's a he's a true wild card for me. Um, I, I think the other wild card, and he actually had, and I'll note two in the secondary, I guess I should. I thought Kavaris Hall had a decent spring. I didn't see him as a guy who's making waves and going to start, but I thought he came back to SMU with a little bit of a purpose in year two. You know, everybody remembers kind of the Tulane game and things kind of escalating there. And I was pretty high on him coming into SMU from Tulane. And I under kind of understood the reasons why X, Y, and Z happened um, to him down there in New Orleans. But with Kavaris Hall, he's got the length, he's got the size he's he's not a guy to back down. He needs to put everything together. So I think he's kind of a wild card. You've got a corner room that has two pretty clear-cut starters in Chris Megginson and Charles Woods. Jahari Rogers can come back and be healthy and be ready to go, stay focused. He could play a lot. A.J. Davis could play a lot. Kyron Chambers could play a lot. There's a lot of options here. If Kavars Hall can elevate his game in, the, in fall camp and bring it to another level that I think he's capable of, then maybe we see a new leaf kind of turn there, and that would be a welcome deal for for SMU. I, I'm not ready to call him a breakout. I don't necessarily know or think that that's going to happen. Isaiah Wacobia is in that same boat. Look, I, I mean, I'll I'll admit it. Like I was, I guess I was wrong in terms of what Isaiah Wacobia was going to end up doing, but he's still sat out the rest of the season for the most part. Um, he did not, um, to my knowledge, yeah, he played in four games, making two starts and missed the rest of the season due to injury. And he worked out a lot to the side and then would kind of come back and this and that. And it was kind of always something. So based on what I heard, he was going to transfer. And I think, in my opinion, maybe his options weren't going to necessarily be what he thought they were. And there are a lot of people that wanted him to stay at SMU and stay at SMU. He did. He was there in the spring. He was back. He eventually made his way back to full go. He's still a wild card. He played in nine games, three starts as a freshman in 2021. When SMU was pretty clear with him that he wasn't going to be a guy early on in the season, he sat out the rest of the way in 2022 after the TCU game. And one, that hurt SMU a lot on special teams. Isaiah is a big enough guy where he's physical enough to play on special teams, could have given some snaps to safety. And that safety position for a lot of the year, look, it was up and down. Nick Nick Roberts would make some plays, have a good game. Brian Massey, we know what he was doing. Um, and, and he ends up getting replaced by Ahmad Moses. Nick Roberts probably could have used a, a little bit of time um, to kind of catch his breath in moments. Uh, Brandon Crosley, different position than Isaiah, but that safety position was all over the place. If he would have, if he could have been able to stick with it and find a way to come back, he might have seen some opportunities. So that's what makes him a wild card. I want to see Isaiah Wachovia get back into the mix. I love Isaiah Wachovia. I thought he was so much fun to cover as a recruit. Um, he was a guy that stayed home, didn't have any drama with his recruitment, quite honestly, when it came down to it. And he signed with SMU stayed home to play for the Mustangs. For me, I just want to see it work out for him. And he has his work cut out for himself 
to make waves in the safety room. You have Brandon Crosley and C.J. Sanders at nickel. You have Brian Massey and Ahmad Moses at what it seems like kind of that strong that strong safety. You have Jonathan McGill, and then do you have Kyron Chambers in there? Do you have somebody else? That's where it gets interesting. He could find himself in the two deep, and he can contribute, and he can make some waves, or he can kind of be who like be kind of in the background. So that makes him a wild card for me. I thought he made some decent plays when he was finally healthy in the spring to contribute and show that he could do that at SMU, um, which is really encouraging. I thought that was key this spring. And it's going to be very interesting to see um, Isaiah Wachobia in fall camp and see how he puts things together um, at SMU. I want to end with two bold predictions uh, on SMU. And um, before I do that, I want to remind you guys uh, that you can go to biggameusa.com and use promo code BEON3 for 10% off your order plus free shipping. Um, Look, Big Game USA, they make the official game ball of SMU. You see it right there with the Triple D logo. This is a great chance for you guys to use this promo code Get the official game ball that Preston Stone himself designed. And I think it's pretty cool. I didn't even know until really um, I got connected with an old coworker of mine. And uh, he said, yeah, you can buy all these balls on our website that we make here in Addison. And you see them. Here are the game balls. These are some of the schools you can get uh, for your favorite fan, family member, whatever. And that promo code, BE on 3 gets you 10% off your order overall plus free shipping. And it it's not just for the SMU ball. You can do all those different colleges that are up there. So check it out, Big Game USA. Use the promo code BE on three, 10% off your order, free shipping. Get the official game ball of SMU in time for the season. Perfect for the boulevard if you could snag a couple autographs or post game. Get that today. Get it in before the season. Um, and check them out. Big Game USA. They've been doing it a long, long time um, right right here in Addison. So local business as well. Appreciate them for being a uh, valued uh, podcast sponsor with us here at On the Pony Express. So check it out. Promo code BE on three. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My last piece of this, I want to make a bold prediction for each side of the ball. And I am going to go with SMU having 2,000-yard receivers. And the 2,000-yard receivers I'm going to pick are Jordan Curley and Jake Bailey. And you look at SMU through the years, and there hasn't been a 1,000-yard receiver or a pair of 1,000-yard receivers in a minute for the Mustangs. Uh, They haven't been able to to put it together. 
Um, Rasheed Rice dominated last year. Um, we have not seen um, the program be able to to put it all together, um, quite honestly. Um, Danny Gray and Rasheed Rice in 2021 fell short. Um, 2020, um, we know that that was a little shortened. That wasn't able to happen. 2019, um, SMU with that explosive offense, just short. James Prochet and Reggie Robertson combined for 2,000 yards. 2018, I'm kind of going back through, guys. It has been a minute since SMU has been able to do it. Once again, 2018, uh, Reggie Robertson and James Prochet. Um, this has been a program uh, that hasn't had a pair of 1,000-yard receivers since Trey Quinn and Cortland Sutton did it, did it in 2017 in Chad Morris's final year. And that was with Ben Hicks at quarterback. I think when you look at SMU's offense this year, they've got the chance to have that with Jake Bailey and Jordan Curley. Jordan Curley can ride off in the sunset. Then you have one of the most explosive wide receivers out of the slot in Jake Bailey. If they stay healthy, I think, and look, SMU's receiver core overall has not been able to avoid the injury bug, but that's kind of what makes this bold. I think Jordan Curley and Jake Bailey, if they avoid the injury bug, can put this together and put together uh, a pair of 1,000-yard receiving seasons for SMU. Um, When it comes to the defensive side of the ball, this one I had to think a little bit more about um, when it comes to SMU because there are a bunch of different ways that I could have gone about this, I feel like. Um, and I want to go with this one um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I think SMU is going to be able to be one of the top teams in grabbing interceptions. I think they're going to be able to do that um, at a at a very high margin. Um, you look at interceptions um, and uh, what SMU is going to be able to do this season, I think, with this revamped um, defensive secondary, I think has a chance to be difference-making. I think Charles Woods can be an all-AAC first-teamer if he stays healthy. Um, I I think Jonathan McGill can make a massive impact. Um, Ahmad Moses, maybe Brian Massey if he's healthy. You've got Brandon Crosley, who's, you know, we all remember – uh, his interception to, to seal that, um, or maybe it was Jahari Rogers, but um, that interception to seal um, the Memphis game. I'm pretty sure it was um, Brandon Crosley. Um, and um, I think there are enough playmakers that going into this season, um, you're, yes, it was Brandon Crosley's interception against Memphis. There are enough players going into the season that I feel like SMU is going to have the chance to really make some waves and to flip it on you guys, um, SMU last year finished with 10 interceptions that SMU um, grabbed on the season. And one, you, you look at that, that number and it's just not that impressive at all in part because I, I, there are some of them that I, th- I think happened in um, kind of throwaway games and, and, and things, and not throwaway, and, and I'm not trying to like diminish it, but when SMU needed interceptions, they were not 
able um, to do it. They were not able to um, to force them. Um, they had 10 all season. Their, their, their top game was Houston, and we know how many times uh, the football was thrown around the yard in that one. Um, Clayton Toon, uh, that was the difference. And so in that game, SMU stepped up. But then SMU combined uh, for four interceptions or five interceptions against the worst teams on their schedule, North Texas, Lamar, Navy, and South Florida. Memphis, they got the key interception to seal it with Brandon Crosley. And then against BYU, um, they got got they got one. But you look at Maryland, TCU, Central Florida, Cincinnati. How Tulane, that was a blowout, of course. But how different are some of those games if SMU is able to put together an interception. And SMU is only minus one on the turnover margin all year, which goes to show you how fine of a, how fine of a, uh, of a point it was for SMU overall. You know, that, that is one of those things where that was the difference of the season. We talked about it a ton last year. If SMU was able to get a turnover here or stay away from one there, you're looking at a completely different season, you know, maybe sit, maybe save for, or, or you're looking at a season that you're looking at it very differently. You know, maybe save for the Tulane game, UCF maybe, but you have maybe have a chance to beat TCU. I mean, they had a chance to beat TCU, had a chance to beat Cincinnati, had a chance to beat Maryland. If you're able to grab an interception in one of those games, you know, how critical is that? You know, Maryland turned it over twice in terms of fumbles, but SMU just could not make plays on the football in the secondary to turn the ball over. And I, I think when you look at SMU, the thing that they have to improve the most is interceptions and and making game-changing plays in the secondary. And I think with the defensive line improving and the linebacker room kind of being a, a question – I want to see this secondary take a huge step. And for my bold prediction, I think SMU is going to double their interception production and put it at 20. That would put them right among the top interception teams in the country. Illinois led the country last year, um, Kevin Kane um, and Ryan Walters, um, with 24 uh, interceptions. Middle Tennessee State was 20. Uh, Western Kentucky, 19. USC, 19. NC State, 19. Kind of rounding out the Top five there. Um, Marshall with 18. If SMU can get to that 20 interception range, they're they're going to be a much better defense. And to kind of give you an idea, the top teams in the country in terms of turnovers gained are right around 32, 32, 30, 30, 29, 29, 28. And that interception number for most of those teams is right around 18, 19, 20. Probably about the average. So you look at how that can impact being able to, one, maybe give your offense a better situation to work with. You look at maybe returning one of those for a touchdown. All of those things can completely change the way your team is viewed defensively. Illinois, who led the country in interceptions, top three defense, total yards. Marshall, 
was a top five team in interceptions um, and turnovers gained, or right around the top five for turnovers, turnovers gained. They were top 10 defense. If SMU secondary could take that next step, and I think Ricky Hunley's got it in him, Scott Simon's taken over the safety group along with Kyle Cooper, my bold prediction is SMU can get to that 20 interception mark and make a completely revamped defensive unit really be complete. If they allow some yards, fine. If they can get to that 20 interception threshold, that is massive. My bold prediction, SMU gets there. With that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, check out our friends at BigGameUSA.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast, if there's not a commitment uh, at some point. And we'll get into even more deep dives on the season as it approaches. I'll be out at SMU basketball practice on Monday. Looking forward to that. Lots of content to come on theponyexpress.com as well. Preseason content is going to start flowing. So be sure to check us out on theponyexpress.com. Just $10 a month to subscribe. Check out our members-only YouTube portion of the channel as well. Just $3 a month for really in-depth stuff. Appreciate all you guys listening, and have a great weekend, everyone. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.